when one game against Livingston isn't enough, we throw two at you. Two. Two whole thick slices of Livingston action. A double header of the Lions. A double dunter. Yep, absolutely. That's uh, what we were given. And who are we dunting this week? It's your friend and mine, Andrew Henry Bowie. It's a real pleasure again to be here. Did I mispronounce your surname again? Yes. Yes! <laughs> I will never, ever get that right. There's as long many, as I live. many things that are constant on this podcast. <laughs> Bowie is one of them, and <laughs> Alan Scott is the other. <laughs> I, might, I might actually just go with Bowie from the. <laughs> just That's it, you need, yeah. It's a real pain in the arse having to. <laughs> Always correct you. So, yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. We'll just call it boy from now on. See, that's funny because I'll inform all, all my family and friends. Because <laughs> constantly being wrong is absolutely no skin off my nose. But I'm Robert Borthwick. This is Nickel High. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> right, great. We're the We Have No Cares podcast. We're come back to you. We missed a week because uh, Rob was swanning around, just doing shit in Norway and that. Norway, Norwegian shit. Norwegian shit all over the place. Yeah, skiing and all that. Lesser known Beatles song, Norwegian shit. <laughs> exactly, yes. How was it? Uh, it was great. I, I skied and uh, and mm-hmm. fell and uh, got cold and yeah, it was it was smashing. I had really expensive beer. I was going to say, how many times did you buy beer at a bar? To be fair, far too often. I'm pretty skinned. <laughs> what, like once? You've got a severe problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that, that's my realisation that I do have a problem. Yeah. But uh, yeah, at least it took a Northern European country to show me that and uh, not my friends and family. <laughs> yeah, Scandinavia is very concerned about you, Robert. <laughs> it certainly is. Well, so we're sorry for everyone that got disappointed that we didn't uh, record last week, but I can only imagine how much more disappointed you're going to be when I go to Japan for three weeks at the end of March, when we're almost inevitably mathematically certain to win the league. You dick. <laughs> oh. So that's going to be a fantastic time for everybody. Tokyo, no. <laughs> We're keeping that. Yeah, great. Yeah. Okay, but there was a game while you were away. Um, did you manage to keep abreast of it? Yes, I did. I saw the highlights and uh, all that shit. So, yeah, yeah, I, I saw it all. Not all of it. I saw the highlights. Good. Goals. Me too, because yeah. um, uh, I couldn't afford to go to it. <laughs> okay. What about you, Andrew? No, I didn't go. Yeah. I just uh, I was playing golf. So, <laughs> yeah. as I say, I couldn't afford to go. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't afford to go. <laughs> we just went to your club instead. Yeah. We've got a golfer and a skier. This is the most middle class uh, cast <laughs> of all time. I was golfing at Archerfield that day. Oh, just uh, Archerfield. Yeah. No. Uh, okay. Okay. But I kept, I kept, uh, kept in touch. You know. Yeah. I'm gonna have to miss a podcast for playing cricket or something like that. This was <laughs> just to complete the set. Yeah, I can't come on next next week. I'm playing lacrosse. Yeah, <laughs> archery. I was <laughs> croquet. Yes, yes, all of those things that are posh people things do. Yeah, it's good. The more you list things, the funnier it gets, yep, obviously. Absolutely. So, yes, 3 2 it was at Ammonvale Stadium or whatever the fuck it's called these days. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, uh, quite a difficult game, uh, but um, interesting because we continued our, uh, our embracing of the, the midfield diamond with the uh, new shining Kenny Anderson. Coming on for the slotting into the midfield slot. Coming in for uh, Sam Nicholson, who was beheaded last week, unfortunately. <laughs> oh yeah, um, that's right. He did not actually start. Yeah. Our thoughts go to his friends and family at this time. Mm. Yep. And uh, Jason Talbot's stud manufacturers. Cause, you know, <laughs> they're gonna have to provide him some new ones after they, you know, like Dislodged. several several studs are lost inside Sam's Sam Nicholson. <laughs> Yeah. He'll have a good hard sneeze one day and then just, you know, like take somebody out in the row in front of him at the cinema. Most folk just get dentures, but uh, Sam said to get football studs, so yeah. yeah. Screw ins. Yep, absolutely. Into the jaw. Yep, straight in. Uh, and I think, well, certainly you and I 
both know at least one Livingston fan each who's yeah. tried to actually defend it. No, my, my, my good friend Smithy, uh, who I was in Norway with, actually is a big Livingston fan, and I showed him the tackle. Oh. And the first thing he you said... Sh- and then did you show him footage of the game? Oh! Hey! Penis. Um, yeah, no, I, I showed him the, the, the challenge, and then the first thing he said, and I thought this was quite telling of a guy who's a season ticket holder, follows him home and away, first thing he said was, again... <laughs> It wasn't, yeah. oh for fuck's sake, uh, but you know, as the pictures on uh, on Twitter and all the various uh, internet websites have shown, he did the exact same last year to a Dumbarton player. Mm-hmm. Um, ball was nowhere to be seen and taking out at, at neck height, basically, so... I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say I don't know any Livingston fans. Oh, well done, uh, man. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't want to. <laughs> it was an absolutely fucking terrible challenge. Yeah. It was deliberate, it was... Absolutely shocking, you know, so high, both feet off the ground. I mean, his other foot was just about as high as the first one that actually went into poor Sam's face. The thing, um, it was a shocker. The thing I don't understand is, you know, I know it can be seen in various different ways. You know, obviously, no one really knows what was happening apart from the man committing the offence itself. Mm-hmm. But it's the amount of people saying, Oh, it wasn't intentional. Oh, you meant see it. if you put your feet up that high. Yeah. I mean, it's actually an effort. I, you know, yeah, I've played football go. in the past. If you put your foot up that high, you're making an effort to put your foot up that yeah. high. As soon it's, as it goes past hip height, yeah, like like it's the least efficient option for getting the ball but rather than just trying to get your head on it. At the same I, time, after it goes yeah. after hip height, yeah. you know, it's quite easy to take the foot back down or pull out because there's quite a distance between hip yeah. and face. I've done it once before in a pub. And it was because there was a low hanging. <laughs> well, there was a low hanging beam. We were in a pub somewhere in Frederick Street or somewhere, and my friends and I were saying, you know, can so you? So wait a minute, wait a minute. Golfing pubs on Frederick Street. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ! You're we really fancying t- up the joint here. We yeah. thought, can we touch this beam with our feet? <laughs> and we did. We, it was doable, but you had to launch your whole body off the ground with your your sort of back and bum quite low and get both feet right up in the air. It was doable. I'm just going to throw... But preconceived and deliberate. I'm going to throw something <laughs> out here, though. Um, was that beam y- the same height as Sam Nicholson? Well, it was a low beam. <laughs> You're not a professional athlete, though, are you? No. <laughs> no, no I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, because, no, you know... No. But, like you say, I mean, you do have no. to think about... I, I look like one. That high. <laughs> you know, I look like one, but no, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, certainly it would take me, like, about a month pre-planning and possibly a crane in order to get my foot that high. If, yeah. uh, if you were yeah. with me that night, you would have been able to do it, you know. But, <laughs> As with so many stories, that's the way that concludes. Um, great, but yes, uh, dirty bastard, got a yellow on the day, but... Um, a retrospective, and actually probably one of, if not the first time a retrospective ban's been given after a yellow card. Yeah, I wasn't um, even sure... It, could be done, but it was it was basically the referees. Well, I, I'm guessing this is how it went. The referees' report said, "Well, I couldn't properly see it. I saw someone getting taken out, possibly at midriff height, because Sam's unfortunate face and head was actually directly in the way of the referee." Yeah. Um, but I think the the fact that it genuinely that tackle went worldwide, that yeah. was all over the sport bible the, and all that shit. Yeah. It was it was viewed like over a million times. Well, it's impossible not to look back on it and say, "Right, well." 
you know, well, fuck, we've got to ban this guy. Like, people, people in Tonga could see that it was a shocking challenge. But the, ref, <laughs> the referee was ten feet away, and he thought, oh, that's a yellow card. And, Aye, and I know the referee. He was in like the worst place he on was. the globe. He was he just was. to see it. He was just there, you know. But Talb, Talbot's manager, somebody I can't remember what it was. No, he's sorry. I meant he's, old, he's an old manager, somebody oh, Flynn. All right. who, what, who, who was it? Port Vale, was it? It was Port Vale, was that? Yeah. Yeah, he was in the paper saying, you know, good on his lad, you know, loves his mum. He got sent off five times last season. Five times, five times in a season. In a season? No, yes. five times within a, a really short period of time Aye. as well. He like kept, a football season. He, yeah. kept, <laughs> he kept coming back from suspension and getting sent off. Yeah, as but I say. I just want to make it clear Dirty Bastard meant it. It was yeah. a horrible challenge. I think None of this, it. he was going for the ball, it was an accident. Yeah. Fuck off. I, th- I think he meant it and I think you know Mark Birchall was obviously and you know as any manager would he's come out and said it wasn't intentional or that, and you know I, I don't begrudge him for saying it because that's what you say about your own players but I know you know the feeling in the Hearts camp and the feeling all over the fucking world is yeah. that the guy meant it he meant to hit Sam oh, in the face and he did. fucking caught him he did it was uh, it was brutal but thankfully no lasting damage done to Sam or his career <laughs> and, that? Uh, and we won the game in a, the great, a game broke out yeah well 3-2 um, it was in the end quite nervy actually because um, apart from the three goals that we scored we didn't create a lot of other chances started very very brightly um, Zayfuk again mm. with an early goal uh, just as he did against Falkirk um, a good breakaway I seem to remember just a sweeping move up the field That's... and he managed to Dink it onto his Not, right and curl it into the bottom corner. I wouldn't even say it's a good move. Basically, the whoever was playing centre mid for Livy um, ran into Jamie Walker, and mm. he Walker on a sort of um, pass slash tackle humped up the park. Mm-hmm. Zayfouk, um, you know, started pedalling. Um, he was he ran onto it. Sivies tried to shut him down. Not to much effect. Zayfout sort of uh, dropped the shoulder a wee bit, cut inside, and then 20 yards out. It was a great finish. Right I, into the bottom corner. It was I a think wonderful it was a great goal. goal. Yeah. I think it was a great goal. Because I'd Zay- say it's individual rather than team goal. Yeah, yeah, I, don't th- I don't think Walker was a loose ball. It was a loose ball. But Zayfout, he, he, he showed a really good burst of pace to get onto it in the first place to beat the man yeah. to the ball. Yeah. He, he made a really good bit of space for himself, and he got a brilliant, as you say, drop of the shoulder, touch inside, just set himself up to the shot. Brilliant finish as well. I think it was a really good goal. It was. Uh, we've seen from Zayfout. I've got a lot of time for Zayfout. You know, I couldn't give a fuck if he he's huge because he is huge. Don't really care because he's been involved. He's set up goals. He's been involved in team goals. You know, his goal against Falkirk where he played it off to So and then So played it back inside for a finish. And now he's shown that he can do it individually as well. It's a sign of a good striker. Great if goal. you can do these different things effectively. Right. Okay. I see. I wasn't. Really fond you when you said you didn't care that he was big, but you're saying he's got skill and he's an all-round footballer. He's yeah, not just no. a unit. Yeah, you? that's the, no, that's that's yes. exactly what I mean. Sorry, yeah. that's yeah. accurate. Well done, thank you. I accept yeah. your apology. Uh, uh, okay, good. Uh, <laughs> Livingston equalised. Yeah. I made things ah, a bit nervous. It was miles offside though. The dicks. I don't think it was that offside. To be honest, it was. I haven't seen it again. It okay, it was. It was offside. Miles um, offside. What a bunch of cocks. Yeah. Um, it was Craig Sivis, former Hearts yeah. player. Um, Festival Cup scorer. Yes, I was ball boy at that match. Where you? the goals where he scored. Yeah, he scored two that day, but one's chopped off for offside. There was a bit of fun fact. My favourite Sivis memory. You know, possibly only one. Seeing how he didn't actually play a senior game for us. Yeah. Um, it was uh, being at I think the um, the Sparta Prague game, uh, 
uh, at Murrayfield and like where I was sitting there was like a collection of about 10, 15 year olds all of them wearing Sivas jerseys <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what? that's pretty great like they were obviously like his mates <laughs> his brother and all that yeah. unless it was uh, you know possibly him <laughs> it could have been unrelated people called Sivas yeah. <laughs> common name <laughs> yeah. Smith Jones <laughs> it might well have been, but yeah, he's a he's a unit. He's a big lad. He always was. I guess if he was in this room, you'd call him Sives. Oh, oh, I see. That was a dig. Ah. <laughs> that was an incredibly subtle dig. It was. Well, I put the B in subtle. <laughs> Sensational. Uh, um, yeah, like yeah. Even... So like, it was just the turn of the uh, of the half. Just straight yeah. after half time, they equalised. Uh, hearts were a little bit shaken up. Like um, Sam amazingly managed to soldier on for the rest of the, the, the half after half, getting yeah. kicked in the face, and then oh. possibly like Robbie took one look at him close up and went, "Oh God, no, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ!" Yeah, and uh, uh, Kenny Anderson came on. Kenny Anderson slotted <laughs> in. Kenny Anderson came on. But yeah. yeah, so the first thing that happened was is that Livingston scored. Very towsy midfield battles uh, until uh, Anderson showed a, a very, very deft touch to uh, just take a step back and get ahead on a on a wee dink ball inside. I uh, I love that goal a quite serious amount. One for Billy King being smart enough to hold on to it yes. for an extra four or five seconds. Yes. Go at his man, cut into the box, but the movement from Anderson's is fucking amazing. I mean. That's exactly why we signed this guy. He yeah. hung about the edge of the box for as long as Billy King had the ball down the wing. As soon as King made even just a drop of the shoulder to bring it back inside, Anderson found, him sp- uh, found himself in about four or five yards of space. King, being Billy King, who's an amazing passer of the ball, mm-hmm. found him inch perfect and a diving header. It's a really clever goal. I mean, for anyone else looking in, you know, only seeing the highlights, maybe that must just seem like cross header goal but if you look at it in the replays and stuff like that it's a really smart bit of attacking play it was uh, it was really really good to see we'll talk about uh, Kenny's qualities a bit later on because he was absolutely majestic in the first half today um, it, well, maybe majestic's running, rubbing in a bit but he showed his qualities again today like he's got a lot of pace awareness technique yeah. um, and he, he just positions himself so well yes and uh, I think that goal was was a very good il- illustration of it. Yeah, I liked his celebration from the goal as well. It was yeah, because yeah, yeah. Gordon, the kit man, you know the the mm. not so good looking guy, <laughs> the sort of baldy bloke who was hearty Harry. Yeah. he came out with a big high five, and Kenny Anderson was like, ah, "All right, okay, then I'll high five." <laughs> he just wants to see Robbie Nielsen, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. confirm his place in the team next week. Yeah. But uh, it'd seems be nice if uh, he like used one of the hearty Harry hands <laughs> to do the high five, like a Mickey Mouse hand. Yeah, just came out like a big sort of like hey. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, I would enjoy that. It was uh, it's it's one of only two goals this season where I've actually seen Nielsen celebrate, and the other one was us <laughs> yeah. when he lost his shit yeah. entirely at Easter Road. But um, no, it was good to see. So obviously, that was just like nice Nielsen, the equivalent of Nielsen, like tapping the table at pool, just sort of going, "Yeah, that goal. That, yeah. That's the sort of goal I like." That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I love to see players really lo- enjoy scoring goals yeah, in the yeah. celebrations. You know, it's yeah. great to see real like passion and joy on their face. You know, I, I love all that stuff. Is that you know? better than a Tamiri Kitsbaya 
kicking the shit out of anything that comes across yeah. you. Jamie Hamill did that once. Yes, he did. He was Jamie, well. Jamie Hamill celebrated goals with the Hearts fans by telling them to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was what, what was it? it was the um, the Scottish semi? He did it twice. Scottish Cup run uh, when we got the penalty in the last minute against St Johnston. Yeah. And he scored the penalty and he battered fuck out of the advertising boards as Suso was basically just looking scared behind him. Look, great. look, you guys promised me that we'd never talk about Jamie Hamill again. Oh. Things have been going so well let's just move on like Hearts made that game at Ammonville safe by uh, putting in a, putting in the third goal Jamie Walker yes yeah. another uh, nice little touch through from King as well wasn't yeah, it yeah. just sort of nothing amazing but just nice weighted ball through and Walker loads of confidence took it on his right foot and uh, almost similar strike to Zay Fook he, he hit it really well across the goalkeeper Bang 3-1 and uh, yeah it was a great goal I've got a lot of time for Jamie Walker just now see since that um, he didn't even play that well in the game itself but since he scored that penalty against Rangers he's not looked back no he's been a great he's player. probably been our most consistent and best player since then he's been absolutely yeah. superb certainly from an attacking sense I think Miguel Payardo would have well, something to say about consistency but um his work rate that he's showing now is, is night and day between the player that he was well, even at the start of the season. Well, if, you look at year, yeah, yeah. if you look at the first round of games when we were on fire a lot mm-hmm. of the time, um, Walker didn't play a lot of that, or he didn't play He was a bench impact He guy. didn't feature as much. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was always King and Nicholson. Yeah. But I think the real turning point for Walker was um, when he came on against Hibs at Easter Road, the Oosterk game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He came on and he, he he played really well in that game. Last sort of fifteen twenty minutes, he he made stuff. He put a bit of panic in Hibs and uh, he was bringing other players in and the ball was sticking to him. And I think from that moment on, Walker has been you know absolutely key player for us this I, season. I think it's amazing that uh, uh, we're basically seeing the Jamie Walker that Darren Murray predicted. You know, mm-hmm. Darren Murray always said that Jamie Walker is one of, if not the best young player he's ever worked with, yeah. and we're now seeing that. It, it's. When he first broke into the scene under John McGlynn, he looked good. He did look good. Mm-hmm. You know, he scored a few great goals against St Mirren, Aberdeen, teams like that yeah. in the Premier League. But then he had that inconsistency that a youngster gets, all yeah. that kind of stuff. I think we're now actually beginning to see the best Jamie Walker that we can see. I also think there was a little bit of that sort of, he'd already made it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There, might, there, might, there might be an attitude thing. I, I mean, I have well. an empirical yeah. example to give when uh, I, I actually I bought my season ticket for 2013 14. Mm-hmm. And I went there, and Gary Locke was in the shop uh, meeting fans, and some of the players were there, and Mick Hattie was there and stuff. And I actually I bought my season ticket, and there was a young lad behind the counter, and you know, I just bought my season ticket, and it was Jamie Walker. You know, All right. selling me my season ticket All right. and he actually looked a bit miffed that I didn't recognise him <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really know at that point who he was he, he'd been in the team you yeah, know, yeah, but yeah. he wasn't like you know recognisable in terms of uh, you know his but face he, he, yeah yeah <laughs> but he, he seemed a bit miffed the fact you know, I was yeah. going oh it's Jamie Walker you know yeah but uh what if you turned around and went, Kevin McHattie, I love you? You <laughs> might, might have had a case. But I, I, think, I think that moment was a turning moment for him. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I think, yeah. That was an important part of his yeah, yeah. When he Not realized, just as a player, but as a man. When he, when he realised that I didn't recognise him, he must have fucked himself. I've got to knuckle down here. And, uh, I, I've got to track back now. Yeah. I've got to find a way to put myself on Barry's I, radar. I've always, taken a bit of, I've always taken a bit of credit in that. You know? 
Deservedly so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I say, Hearts uh, made the game safe with that and then promptly made the game unsafe again. Yeah, we by, thought it was safe. Uh, by uh, yeah. exposing Brad Mackay brutally and making yeah. sure that he had absolutely no option other than to come out of professional yeah, and I, see the penalty. I, I'm not even sure. I, uh, you guys maybe think different, but I, I'm not even sure he meant to foul him. I thought it was just a like a sort of, you know, he, he caught uh, him accidentally. I'm not sure he deliberately fouled him in the box. I'm the, not sure. In those sort of situations, Brad can be a bit Lenny from Of Mice of Men. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that was the exact analogy I was going to use. Lenny. Um, yeah, as no. soon as I saw the replay, I thought, you know, Lenny. Oh, I just want to touch the nice forward. <laughs> oh, it's happened again, George. I just really like him, George. Um, <laughs> I thought it was more of a Sorry, tangle of feet. We're, we're trying to get Brad on this show, or I certainly am. So, I'm, you know, we didn't mean that, Brad. No, no, we didn't. I thought, I thought it was a great tackle. Look, I, I, you're, I've just compared to you to one of the greatest characters in the liter- literary canon. Yeah. So, you know, it's good. Yep, bravo. Um, I thought, I'd, to be honest with you, um, it was a decent ball over the top, and Miles Hippolyte is fast as fuck, and he got in behind Brad. I don't... Is Wilson a maybe a wee bit? I don't Wilson, think so. I, I, it was Brad's, man. I, you know... I thought Wilson <coughs> might have done better as well. The guy, the guy got in behind Brad, and I don't think Brad meant to film. I think he meant to try and get the other side of him in doing so, he might have clipped his heel. It's a penalty. It is a red card. He's the last man. You can't really have too many complaints. Sometimes, as a defender or as a footballer, you just got to hold your hands up and say, "Right, well, I was fucking done there." Moving swiftly on uh, to another game against Livingston. Fantastic. Yeah, I remember that. Only the fifth first. I think it's only the fifth time in our history that Hearts have played the same team in the league. Two weeks in a row, back to backs. Oh. Yeah, they are they are rare. Uh, yeah, you are. The, the, I think the last time was uh, now. Let me think. I think it was nineteen seventy nine against Hibs. Christ, baby, you your stats never fail, never yeah. cease to amaze. Wouldn't it be like let just as an experiment one year? Let's let's like do all four games against each opponent all in a row. Yes. And like like finish the season with like four derbies. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> to be fair, is that going to get us any sort of uh, sponsorship deal? Well, we got, we're going to have to try something. <laughs> uh, uh, Lee Wallace's first three games for Hearts were all against Kilmarnock. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. 2010 years ago. Yep. Yeah, almost to the month. He scored almost. In fact, no, it is to the month. Yeah, yeah, it was the Scottish Cup tie. Uh, well, Scottish Cup replay. Yeah. At uh, Rugby Park, that he scored that uh, beautiful goal. Incredible goal where he yeah. skinned. He, he ran the length of the pitch. Yeah. He did a one-two with Lee Miller. Yeah. yeah. What um, is Lee Wallace doing there? <laughs> 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 in fact, is he wondering? He about is captaining uh, the biggest laughing stock <laughs> in possibly world football. World football, biggest laughing stock in world football. Yeah, he is the captain. Looking up from his uh, position on the left, seeing Miller and Boyd lumbering into position. Mm. Well, imagine having Kyle Hutton alongside yeah. you. Great life choices, Lee. Great, great, great life, life choices. choices, Lee Wallace. Yep. Uh, no, yeah. I like him. I, I do like him, and he was a good player for Hearts. He, he was a great player for Hearts. It's great just such a, a shame. Channel. You know, whenever players leave Hearts, I always, no matter where they go, really, I always look out for them and hope that they do well. And I've been watching it for Lee Wallace, and he's just taken such a downward spiral since... Well, he's not been not, coached for about four years. Yeah. Since, since they hit... You know, third division, he's so gone backwards completely. His only coaching's been just help yourself to the buffy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, have all this barbecue sauce and sandwiches. <laughs> no. Just take what Chris has. Well, anyway, have yes. Have a cake. 
Great pity what's happened to Lee Wallace's <laughs> career. <laughs> to a lesser extent, great pity what's happened to Dean Shields' career. <laughs> um, uh, Hibs beat Rangers, and <laughs> we're there now second, and yeah. uh, we're 20 points clearer than still. Thanks to our victory today against Livingston. And what a victory it was. Very, very hard fought. Livingston really, really dug in. Um, They played 3-5-2 this week, uh, possibly in the absence of... um, What's his name again? Forsyth? What's what's the left back? Talbot. Talbot. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Sutcliffe. Fred Talbot. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't even close. Uh, Yeah, but Livingston did play um, a 3-5-2 today. I think it worked very well for them. It meant they were very competitive in midfield. Though part of that competitiveness was by just knocking lumps out of us and hoping that the referee just decided, yeah, that's fine. I think think the difference this week from last week is they were hard but fair. Mm -hmm. You know, they they were going into big tackles and I welcome that. I, I think that that shows respect for us almost that they're trying to stop a footballing team using those kind of tactics but yeah they were going into it heavily but they weren't you know taking anyone off at year height uh, this week which mm. was lovely to see I must say apart from when Callum Patterson got kicked in the face when yeah. maybe a bit of a penalty there but uh, yeah but I would say I was very impressed by their, their three centre half yeah. uh, Gallagher especially I thought he played Zafak really really well Declan Gallagher and uh, Craig Civis and the other guy uh, uh, can't remember it's probably not important to be honest with you no. um, mm. but they, they did they played well they played Zafak very well um, four dice four dice that's the one um, you know not many teams play Zafak very well Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's a very hard guy to to come up against, and they they did well. They really did. You know, they let him take a first touch, and then they stayed touch tight to him. Meant they couldn't do anything. So, yeah, fair play. Anyway, um, I mean, we were magnificent for that first half hour. Enough talking about Livingston. Let's talk about Heart of Midlothian. I ended Shit, up yeah. with like seventy notes after about half an hour and zero goals. But uh, my word, it was What's nice. What's the first note? Uh, Patterson hard work kick off <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he, uh, he lost the ball terribly out in the right wing but uh, chased back to, to win it back off of a Livingston midfielder remember that um, he what <laughs> just in the midst of saying how great we were as a team Patterson had a fucking shocker today he, he was, was unbelievably hot and cold and he was more cold than hot today um, he had some really good parts you know, really good bits of play Linked up with Boabin in midfield and stuff like that, and you looked, you looked fine, but, but lots of heavy touches. Yeah, yeah he's touches. I'm going to get this negativity out of the way because apart from Patterson, I thought it was a, a great, great performance by Hearts today. But um, he he's not been great for a few weeks. I was actually like going to suggest he should be dropped after the Alloa game, and then he popped up and scored another goal from a set piece, which is obviously a real, real weapon for us. But I think. He might benefit from a few games on the bench, just like Jordan McGee have a, a few games in his legs. I, I, I don't know, he just I, looks he looks a bit heavy and a bit leggy these days. I personally think if you ask anyone who our first-choice right-back is, it's Callum Patterson. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And, I'm not saying anything otherwise. But, you know, the point I'm making is at this time of the season, when there's games that we do need to win to mm-hmm. try and make this safe... I'm not sure I would play McGee. I'd, I'd still keep Patterson in there because he's got that experience over McGee. He's got that strength, physical strength over McGee when we're playing against teams like Livingston, like being in the South, like Falkirk. Um, I, would, I would keep him in. I, I agree he's not maybe been at his sort of glittering best, um, but he's still such an effective player for us. Such an effective player for us. He does so much work. He's good when he's going forward. He's good in the air. 
Sometimes, yeah, when the ball comes to his feet, his first touch isn't the best, but it's never really put us in any danger at any point. I would keep him in for now, certainly. Yeah, I, I would too. I think that he can play through his little sort of spell of bad form. Yeah. Um, I think he's... I mean, I, I really love the guy as a player. Yeah, I think he's a massive character in the team. Yeah. I love his passion. I love the fact that he's quite a hard player as well um, and a, a very good player on his game. He's just not been on his game recently. Um, but I think, although he's still a young guy, I think he's got the experience, as you said, Robert, to, to just probably play through that little spell and... Yeah. You know, he's, he, I I still think of him as a really massive player for us. You know, one one of our really key players in our team. And although although he didn't have his best game today, what I loved as well, he was very close to us in the second half where mm -hmm. we sit. You know, and um, there were spells today where the, you know the fans, a couple of things went wrong. The fans were going out there. Some fans were going out their seats, going crazy. Mm -hmm. And Cam was just sort of like saying to the fans, just calm down. You know, calm down. And I. It, it, everything that happens it really matters to him you know he's really tuned in to what's happening on the pitch and in the stands you know it was admirable he, he never hid certainly I mean like he Absolutely. must have known how he badly does. he was playing but he never hid look I, I agree with both of you I, I love Patterson I think he's a yeah, great yeah, option yeah. but I just feel you know like we've seen players like King and Nicholson both benefit from little periods on the on the bench I have to remember how young Patterson is I think it might work out for him but you know, I'm sure Robbie will do the right I, thing. I, I, listen, I, I really, it's a weird one because I don't disagree with you at all. I just mm. think best defence in the league, he's a major part of it. Why change it? Here's another thing, though. You know, Is McGee in the mindset right now to come in at right back and fill in and do that job? I think certainly. Yeah, he's done, he's done brilliantly whenever he's had to fill I, in. I, 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 I rate McGee highly as a right-back just now. Moving on, we should talk about the, the game itself. Um, lined up quite interestingly, uh, talking about giving players a rest, decided to give uh, Morgaro a bit of a rest mm. and lined up with uh, a very, very attacking midfield diamond. Uh, started out with Anderson as the as the tip, um, Boabin on the left and Walker on the right. Uh, but Boabin and Walker pushed up so so far it ended up basically being functionally for the first 20 minutes or so a 4-1-3 well a 4-1-3-2 yeah. really because um, uh, Wabin was mm -hmm. Wabin and Walker were so high pitched up but like we were saying earlier about Walker's work rate he, he really seems to thrive in that uh, more sort of interior role I think he could actually develop into an emergency central midfielder if required mm. yeah, yeah. It hopefully won't ever be required because we've got so many central midfielders. <laughs> Again, we had Morgaro Gomez on the bench. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there was yeah. a great spell in the first half, wasn't there? When it was a wave after wave of attack. Yeah. You know, and every time we were just one little thing, one little unlucky thing away from getting the goal, or you know, the, the last ball across, or something like that. Yeah. First half, I thought was excellent. I think um, our entire style of play I mean you saw it against Alaba you saw it today um, is completely underpinned by the hard work and class of Payardo mm -hmm. you know yeah. he is so so important just sitting in front of the back four picking up scraps playing the easy pass he's the definition of undroppable at the moment he absolutely yeah. is I mean he's just he's so good I mean might it, I suggest it that baffles one of the, me how we signed him it generally baffles me how we signed him one of the, I think one of the we go on to win this league. One of the key points of this season, I think, is the Falkirk game at home when Pallardo wasn't playing. Yeah. And from that moment, the next game, Aloha away, Pallardo was in there, scored a fantastic goal, played yeah. a great game, 
I just think that's a pivotal moment in the season, you know. Yes, sir. Did you I, just mispronounce Pallardo's surname? Pallardo. That's interesting. I don't think I did. Pallardo. <laughs> what did I say? Pallardo. Oh, no, I didn't say that, did oh, I? Oh, you did, boy. Oh, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, well, um, I've only ever read it. That's what it is. <laughs> I've not had to say it. I, th- I, th- I thought it was from fucking Norwich. Well, anyway, Miguel, good on him. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, as much as Miguel uh, flourished in the uh, formation, uh, Anderson very, very much impressed me. Um, some of the things, like like I say, I got. I liked it when he notes. fell over his own feet. <laughs> that, that was that was pretty good. That but was a before highlight. that, he uh, he had a most incredible round the corner pass to Prince yes. uh, Broco in the on by the us. left wing by us. Like everybody in the ground in the world thought he was going to play up the wing and yes. just somehow contorted his ankle into a weird shape Wonderful and just pass. like. Slot, square ball yep. across to Prince yep. fooled everybody it's one of the most orgasmic things I've seen <laughs> at Tynecastle and I'll think about it for the rest I, of my life I think uh, uh, Anderson showed a lot of energy um, his positioning his movement is genuinely really fucking promising mm-hmm. the way that he can read a game when he's not got the ball in an attacking way mm-hmm. so that he's in the right position at the right time I think that's amazing some things didn't come off for him today mm-hmm. there's a couple of times where he was not put through on goal but put down the wing for example fell over his own tits. There was another time uh, where he maybe made the wrong decision, um, lost a throw-in in the end, all that kind of stuff. But his effort, his movement, I, I really like the look of the guy. Um, I can only imagine he came off at half-time because of a knock. Well, it's, um, um, it's, what we think might have happened was when you're talking about the incident of him falling over his own tits. And yeah. so, again, a great example of the, the energy that he displays. Um, he was released by, I think it was... was it, was it Walker put the ball over the top? Um, yeah, Walker won the ball in midfield, slipped it down the wing to Kenny, who just lung-bursting run to get on it, and the, the ground just sort of gave way a little bit underneath him, that's mm. why he fell over. And he got up, he had like a wee sort of touch to his hamstring. Yes. Yeah, now, yeah. he played the rest of the game, so at the time I just dismissed it as one of those things, sort of like, oh, I've embarrassed myself a wee bit there, let's just sort of go, oh, hamstring, oh, <laughs> oh, everybody. Yeah. But then he didn't come back, so yeah. it's a little worrying. Yeah. There was a couple of times in the first half where I thought I wanted, I really wanted Eckersley to make a gamble by running forward, because Eckersley really loves going to sort of halfway line and waiting for the ball to come out. And, yeah. You know, to feet, and then when it comes to him, he stands on it for ages and then doesn't play the ball. Just ah, yeah, a couple yeah. of times, there was so much room down that left-hand side in the first half. Um, I just wanted what uh, Eckersley just to make that little gamble and just sort of run on and run into space, and maybe somebody could dink the ball over. You know, I um, I I really, really liked seeing Eckersley back in the team today. I've got so much time for Eckersley. Oh yes, well, he's I, better than Jordan McGee at left back, but I I still pine for McCarty. See, you're. You're a sporty spice, I'm a posh spice. That's what it says. <laughs> right, I, I just, I really, I like Kevin McCarty a lot. I think he's a great attacking young Scottish fullback. But Eckersley is so 100%, he's so hard. Yeah. He is good going forward as well. He's provided goals and scored goals this season. I really, really like Eckersley. I think McCarty is going to find it really tough to get back in. I think As long so. as Eckersley's fit. If we continue playing a narrow midfield then McCarty will become even more important. 
I'm staying out of this conversation because last time I confused the two names and got them horribly <laughs> mixed up. Hattersley. Hattersley. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Um, oh, yeah, no, it's, I've, I just, I really, really, really like Eckersley and I'm so happy to I see mean, him I think he's a solid citizen, as David Pleat would say. I would love to see him stay for another year or two. Yeah, I think he's. I, really I think like he's a great player and a very important part of our squad. Yeah. Um, Livingston did have a, a really good chance in those sort of opening exchanges. They managed to get a breakaway. And Mullen, um, basically, it was kind of like it just sort of fell to him at the edge of the box, and he took like a pot shot, but it was winging straight inside the post, and uh, Alexander got crossed magnificently. I thought, great I thought save. That was Jordan White. Was that not Jordan White? I, th- I wrote down it was number twenty. Number it might have been White. But I thought it was Mullen. Either or, they're both actually quite good footballers. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. it's quite good that we've mistaken them because they're both probably a wee bit better than Livingston, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, Smithy, I'll mention him again. Great save. Thinks wasn't Mullen it? will be the next one out the door, but the save from Alexander was fantastic. Yeah, he great save. Sprawled, uh, full stretch. Not, not his only great save today. He made that. He made a few very good saves. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. There was another one just around that time when uh, Prince made a really good, a really really great move into the box, mm-hmm. and I think he would lost his man, and he he played a really brilliant ball right across the six yard box. Yeah, and you were wanting either Ke- Keatings or uh, Zayford to to gamble. Yeah, and they both sort of stayed back, you know, and uh, a bit frustrating, you know, but. Yeah, great move by Prince. Leads on nicely, actually. Prince had a, an excellent first half he did, yeah. um, <laughs> after he was absolutely hurt against. Uh, he was terrible against Falkirk. I think that that role again. I think that role in the sort of diamond formation really suits Prince because he he just likes to run around, and that means he can be that sort of jack of all trades, which really suits him. Like I, I think maybe he gets a little bit bored if he has to sort of sit back all the time. Yeah. So I think, being that yeah. sort of combination midfielder suits but him. It was great to see him actually go down the wing, though, wasn't it? Yeah, today? yeah, and it like great like, skill. Like yeah. he, like he, he, did, he, there was a good few a dummies and disguised passes yeah. and things like that to, to get that. crosses away. I, I think for the first time, um, it's looked like Blavin hasn't particularly missed his bestie. He didn't yeah, look like he true. missed Gomez in a huge way, which usually if it's one or t'other playing and not both. They do look a wee bit lost, but today I thought Blabin was, um, I just thought he was great, to be honest with you. Going down the left-hand side especially, not something he's familiar to, maybe that helped. It's possible that they've uh, they've had enough time with Miguel now that they're the Wonder Triplets rather than the Wonder Twins. <laughs> the Wonder Triplets, exactly, yeah, yeah. Miguel just slotting right into that family dynamic. <laughs> oh, we had um, one, one just gorgeous move. Um, Keating's picked up a, on an attack sort of centrally um, like Zafik was right next to him to his left but he managed to thread the pass right across the face of the Livingston defence to Walker who was out wide um, like nobody expected that pass to happen that was a phenomenal I don't know if he even meant it oh see, I know see, he looked up and he it. saw Walker there yeah no I'm, I'm, I might be being a wee bit harsh here that was a fucking great pass like but then Walker managed to feed the ball back to Keatings and he uh, had a, a thronker of a shot which yes. uh, Jameson saved well. Yes, absolutely. More more than Walker's work rate, the way he saved that throw-in. We just dashed to the touchline and like backheeled it off the Livingston player to win a, <laughs> win the ball for Hearts. Aye, that, that was, was tremendous. <laughs> uh, and then he did something incredible. like He passed the ball directly to Zayfouk's tits from about 30 yards mm-hmm. with like the power of a shot. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, like a shot against Hibs that went in, but Zayfouk <laughs> stopped it with his boobs. Uh, but it then was like he... handing Zayfouk a newborn baby. <laughs> <laughs> just 
But then uh, Zafek fed it back to Walker and he had a, a little bit of juggling in the in the box before he had a shot. Well, I like a bit of juggling in the box. Oh, you do, don't you? Do you remember yeah. when it involves like keepy uppy off the shoulder as yeah. well? Yeah, that was that was champagne stuff. <laughs> Enjoyed all of that. And then finally, possibly his worst movement of the actual game <laughs> led to the goal. Yes, yeah. Um, jinked inside and lost the ball twice. Well, he, he, kinda, the defender tried to clear it and it hit Walker square in the chin and <laughs> came down to him quite nicely. But it was a nice finish. Oh, it's a lovely finish. But you know, he was like in like huge amounts of space on the edge of the box. Like the ball rolled to him, he's all set up to have a shot, and he plays like the worst touch of the entire game. <laughs> Right. To let it like fall to a Livingston defender, and that's when the stramash happened of it bouncing off his face and tits before, uh, yeah. like, he eventually was able to dink it into the net. My yeah. only recollection was that he rounded the goalkeeper. Oh yeah, that was really nice. He did yeah, round he, the goalkeeper. Yeah, he did do that. He, did he do that. scored into an empty net, didn't he? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And From how we celebrated? Four inches. It yeah, was. Yeah. Um, it was round McGowan distance in the end. It was. It was very similar to his goal against Aberdeen at Pataudry last year. Um, in close quarters. That's right. One on one with the keeper. Um, you know, maybe only. Kept ahead though. Maybe only five or six yards between yeah. him and the goal line, and he still manages to rend the keeper and yeah. put it in the back of the net. It's very clever. Really yeah. technical finish um, but it was a well deserved goal wasn't as it as soon as Walker got the ball back you know fortuitously off his own nipples um, I kind of <laughs> I kind of knew he'd score the kind of form he's in just now um, he just he's, he's got that confidence oozing out of him just now yeah it took a, it took a break for the ball to, to land to him but he definitely has the skill and the confidence to yeah, to make the best use of that. Absolutely. So that was the first half, and unfortunately, uh, Kenny Anderson did not come out for the second half. Yeah. Billy King did instead, and this was well almost a turning point in the game because uh, it meant that we had to go to a flat four four two with wingers, and uh, I feel we just lost the midfield completely at that point. Yeah. I, funny enough, when King came on, I thought that that would be a good move because there was so much space on the left hand side in the first half, but. Something, something. Just the, we lost the rhythm. We lost the tempo. We lost the the ability to control the midfield and win the ball and get it down. There was a good spell in that second half where, probably from about I don't know the forty fifth to about the seventy fifth minute, it was kind of well. Yeah. Just wasn't happening, was it? I just never want to see a flat four four two in this team. Mm -hmm. Again, not mm -hmm. with this personnel. It's what made it so hard for us to get our point against Hibs. It's what lost us the game against Falkirk. Uh, it's what made that second half against Livingston so harrowing. I just, I just, you know, like we, like we need that extra man in midfield, and mm -hmm. we've got the personnel to do it. I mean, it is rough on our wingers, yeah. uh, seeing how they're so great. But, um, you know. We apart from Osman So, we don't have a striker who can really play up front on his own, uh, and we don't have Osman So because he's again injured, and it's really sad. And it's really annoying. I just wonder though if the change was forced upon us. In, in, in case oh, it definitely Anderson was. was. It, it definitely was. Like I think if Anderson had gone down, say with like twenty minutes left to go, uh -huh. we might even have brought on um, El Hasmi as a as a direct replacement for him at the tip yeah. of the diamond. Uh -huh. But a full half with El Hasmi coming back off of uh, an injury. Yeah. I don't think it was the play. We did eventually bring on Gomez to shore at the midfield, but I think at that point Robbie's thinking, no, we need more goals. I don't want to go on with like the, the sort of super defensive midfield. Yeah. Uh -huh. It became a sort of turgid second half, but I think it's a game wore on getting into the last 15. Livingston seemed to 
maybe lose a bit of discipline at times. They got the man sent off, but they also started to tire. Maybe I just felt that they started to look a bit tired. They made yeah. a few mistakes. Going into the last quarter of an hour, we started to create chances again, didn't we? Well, yeah. they they really made a rod for their own back. Uh, I mean, the first one before we really get into it, um, I want to talk about. Uh, Miguel Payardo uh, had to do a sort of professional foul on a Livingston breakaway. That's right. Earned himself a yellow card, but from that free kick, uh, White had a, a really good header, which uh, uh, Alexander produced another stunning point blank save yeah. to tip it over the yeah, bar. Yeah, great save. Um, then after that, Mark Burchill made an absolutely baffling decision. Like we'd brought on Gomez to, to win back the midfield. Uh, and so because they were chasing the game, they decided to take off Burton O'Brien, who was their best midfielder, and place him with Gary Glenn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he, he kind of went all out hell for leather by taking off an old guy, bringing on a winger come forward. Well, I mean, it was ridiculous anyway because you know it meant like instead of just being like the same numbers in midfield, he actually created a midfield disadvantage for him. And then five minutes later, uh, Proprotnik finally managed Who to. Who the fuck is he, by the way? I, is he a new signing or something? I have zero idea. Doctor Proprotnik. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, Sonic's nemesis picked up his second <laughs> yellow cards, and uh, suddenly Livingston had no midfield at all. And I think that's what really contributed to their their last fifteen minutes, where they were they really were just humping balls from Jameson straight up top and and trying to win things off knockdowns. Uh, and they did they did have a few little little we we had a few little scares, you know. There was yeah. a few little moments there. I mean, you talked about the the great save over the bar. But there was a few other ones that were a few uncomfortable moments, you know. But then, as a sort of opposite of that, they started to make mistakes at the back and we had a few good chances at the end to win it. Well, few good chances. Do you want to tell me what was going through Gennaro Seyfog's mind? I think I, I know what he tried to do um, when he got put through on goal by Gary Glenn, I think it yeah, was, actually. Yeah. Um, when he had the entire goal to aim for yeah I, I think he, he tried to go for the, the clever sort of smart refinish um, he was he was through on goal and he probably could have gone four or five maybe six yards further and he tried to give the goalkeeper the eyes and dink it over him but he kicked the turf and <laughs> ended up basically just you know passing it to Jameson um, which if there's was any player you want to just leather it I wanted the ball to go to him and a really good solid kick of the ball into the net it was a goal Yeah, but he did that really he tried to dink shitty it. little dink tried to dink, dink it off. Um, it, it, didn't, it did not come off at all um, which is a shame it didn't really work for Gennaro today at all really he looked. I don't know if he was tired or something like that. I but he wasn't. Think, he didn't have the same energy that he's had in previous games. I don't think he was given the service. The game did not other suit than him that at moment. all. <laughs> well, other than the moment he was put, <laughs> yeah, right through he, a goal when he was put through by the opposition. But so if what you're put, saying if he is that we need to sign Gary Glenn. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he will feed. If he put his foot through that, it was two 0 Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Um, he tried to be smart. Sometimes strikers do that. Doesn't work sometimes that's basically just what happened then Billy King oh my god two minutes later was just as culpable when he could have taken seven touches yeah, instead yeah. of him the first time yeah yeah well he went for power but unfortunately he also aimed for the rest of the, the yeah. Gorgia he, he should have done a little dink over the goalkeeper yeah, yeah exactly yeah maybe that would have worked yeah. and that would have just you know put it to bed but it was pretty much time up at that point wasn't yeah. it yeah but you know a good strong gutty win for, for 1-0 against uh, you know difficult opponents um, 
yeah, not much else to to sort of touch on in that second half. It was it was pretty hard going, but mark of champions. Yeah, yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could have scored more goals, definitely, but yeah, um, we, we, we created a lot of chances, and you know, on another day we might have scored a few goals. If if we'd won three nil today, we would have been like you know, rubbing our hands. But we'll take one nil. Yeah, we've still got three points regardless of yeah. scoring. And the result from Friday night gave us a real chance to extend our lead at the top. Yeah, we did yeah. it. We did it. Twenty points clear of the second place team. Who yeah. is now? Hibernian Football Club. Yeah. No longer Rangers. Rangers have got three games in hand. For the hand. first time this season. Rangers have got three games in hand. I actually don't think they'll win all three games, even though they're against smaller teams. I think that they'll drop points there. Well, that would be delicious. That would be lovely. And but even if they win them all, we're 13 points ahead of them. Yeah. I don't think they'll win all their games in hand. Well, like, you know, by the time, not necessarily like the actual fixtures they've got in hand, but by the time they end up having played the same amount of games that we've played, they've got to go away to Livingston, they've got to go away to Wraith. Yeah. Um, I think they've got a game against Falkirk as well. Yeah. So they've got like two fixtures against Queen of the South. They're going to be they're going to be playing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday quite a lot coming up, you know. Yeah. And they're not the fittest squad to begin with. Nah. No. And the, these guys have gotten on loan. They're going to be going to places like Central Park, and you know, mm-hmm. they're they're not going to fancy that. There's no chance those Newcastle players give even half a shit about Rangers. <laughs> no. Nope. No. 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 So yes, that was. Uh, what a wonderful time we all had uh, at Tynecastle today. Songs. Songs come up. So, um, well, I think you'd have to say over the course of the two games, possibly Jamie Walker contributed the most. So I thought Payardo was phenomenal today. <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, he was very, very good. Very, very good. Uh, but um, both Payardo and Walker have both had songs on two occasions, two times. Two times, dos. What we've decided instead is uh, that we're going to give Neil Alexander a little bit of a nod because he, well, you know, he's he's been very solid all season. He's in a tough position for a man of the match shouts, given that, you know, he's very rarely going to be called on. Yeah. But um, his two saves today wonderful. were absolutely wonderful. And given that we only won 1 0, absolutely vital. Yes. Recognised. So I think it's time, it's time, Neil Anders, Neil, Neil, Neil Alexander, <laughs> it's time I got your name right and, and celebrated You're just you. awful so with names. I'm just so bad for Mr. Alexander. <laughs> Alexander takes every ball in the box and he's like, you never shall score, damn right, you never shall score, he could teach you, he's got a coaching badge. <laughs> <laughs> Totally disregarding rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, I did well, like I did like the bass intro though. That, yeah, was, that yeah, was good. Yeah, um, that was good. Right, okay. Oh what a game! Oh what a game, Alexander! Oh what a game! Oh what a game, Alexander! He's number one. He fucked the Huns, Alexander! <laughs> oh what a game! Oh what a game, Alexander! I like that. I like that very much. Oh. I like that. He, 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 it, it deserves to be talked about more how he sort of went. <laughs> no, Rangers, give me my motherfucking money. Yes. Get Where's my money? Get absolutely fucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, you think Cammy Bell's better? You think Cammy Bell's better than me? Give me my money. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, no. Good. Oh. Good. 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 Mr. Bowie. Well, again, I've just it's, came up with something off the cuff. Give us one of your songs, Bowie. <laughs> okay. 
Can't believe the way Alexander is making me feel <laughs> To get him on a free from Crystal Palace was a fucking steal <laughs> He's a good hearts man On an all white strip with a no year 10 Oh it looks so good if you don't like Neil Alexander, just look at the ratio of goals. Concede fair games we played. His tennis is terrible too cold. I believe in the Neil Alexander. Guitar. <laughs> my word, I I've rarely been so confident going into a, a round of songs. I thought my effort had it sewn up, but my my goodness. Mr. Bowie's shown us his range. He's shown us his ability. It's it's a hands down win for Mr. Bowie, I think. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Well done. <laughs> big right. hugs, big hugs for after, Mr. Bowie. After Jesus. after the last time, you know, with like the sort of relaxed, pleasing baritone to to bust out the darkness. <laughs> Just something I made up. Uh, I've 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 got you know the Danny Wilson song. Uh -huh. Oh, Danny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of last of yesteryear. Yeah. Um, there's there's actually a Neil Alexander one as well. Right here. Is it? Yeah. Uh, is this is this a Robert Borthwick original? This is this is a, a second entry. I was uh, helped by a good friend of mine, um, who I sit next to at games. Okay. Okay. So, oh Alexander, he is a jambo. He loves the hearts. You didn't want to pay him, but the judge he said you must, and now you've got to pay him, and the Huns are going bust. Oh, oh <laughs> Alexander! Well done, Robert's pal. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, good but you friend. didn't win because Bowie did. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. Jesus Christ, Bowie! Fantastic. Take a boo. Thanks. Welcome. Great. Well, my that pleasure. Brings us towards the end uh, of another episode. Um, well, and what phenomenal time we had Yes Thank you for, for coming again If people want to uh, grab you on Twitter Where can they grab you? I'm E.H. Bowie 1874 I think <laughs> <laughs> I think There might be an at in there somewhere There's an at at the beginning Oh, that's, that's it yeah, Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right Just write me a letter <laughs> I'll give you my home address yeah. <laughs> I'll, send you a one, pal. I'll send you one of my finest pigeons <laughs> um, Yes, I am at RF Borthwick And I won't even give you the time of day So you're at Nickel Hay There you go Yeah uh, The podcast has got its own Twitter account as well It's at We Have No Cares That's, that's true Yep uh, You can also contact us uh, No one contacted us this week So... You know, yeah, well, just saying, it's uh, we have no cares at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a Tumblr page where you can find this episode and all the older episodes. It's we have no cares.tumblr.com. Fantastic admin there, Robert. Thanks, bro. Uh, before we sign off, uh, a big thanks to Mr. Alan Hunter who gave us the use of his home today to record the episode. Thank, Thank you very much, at Big Felly. That's the one. Yeah. That's the that's the Felly himself. Indeed. Um, join us next week when we will have played Queen of the South. Queen away of the from South. Home. Oh, that's right. It's a big trip that none of us will be going on. No, again. <laughs> not even in your kilt. Not even in my kilt. No, I, I yeah. cannot afford to hire a kilt to go to. Uh, to, to <laughs> times are tight. To Dumfries once more. Yes, yeah. indeed. Straight in times, which is a shame because the the last trip was was lovely. But it's uh, great. Yeah, everyone who's going, please do enjoy and please do send us uh, all sorts of messages, pictures, and maybe entire highlights of the whole game. Yeah, just hot content. Yep. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Hey, baby. I'm a 
Shaw, that's a run, it's a dunk! 